Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to sixty speed that thrills you one minute, and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com/ev9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and/or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today in science from Wired. How ants inspired a new way to measure snow with space lasers. Photons wander through snow like ants through a nest. That inspired a clever new NASA technique for measuring the fluffy stuff from orbit. By Matt Simon. Ants as a group are creatures of habit. While an individual's path isn't certain, biologists who have spent a lot of time watching the behavior of entire colonies can predict the average time any one ant might wander around underground before resurfacing. That got NASA physicist Yongsheng Hu wondering if the same predictability might be true of photons, particles of light, traveling through the snowpack. If so, that would let scientists use a laser pulsed from an orbiting satellite to estimate snow depth, potentially a powerful new way to monitor water supplies and the health of sea ice in the Arctic. NASA's ISAT-2 satellite is equipped with LIDAR, the same variety of laser system that self-driving cars use to build 3D maps of their surroundings. This extremely sensitive instrument fires trillions upon trillions of photons at the Earth, then analyzes what bounces back to the satellite. Because scientists know the speed of light, they can use LIDAR to determine altitude. A photon that bounces off the top of a mountain will take slightly less time to reach ISAT2 than a photon that bounces off a valley floor. The same thing happens when you shoot LIDAR into a snowbank. We can measure that distance of each individual photon traveling inside the snow, says Hu, a researcher at NASA's Langley Research Center. Some photons might go tens or even a hundred feet deep into the snowpack before coming to the surface and heading back to the satellite. The photons penetrate the snow as a beam instead of spraying out laterally. Imagine the way a laser shot through a cloud of smoke looks like a single line. This delay exposes the snow's depth. Just like a photon bouncing off a valley takes a bit more time to return to the lidar instrument than bouncing off a mountaintop, a photon's path is not always simple. Just as an ant wanders around its underground colony, a photon shot from a space laser takes a random route through the snow. A few will travel all the way to the underlying soil and reflect off it before they come back above ground. Some bounce back midway through after hitting snow particles. Most of them go inches in the snow and come back, says Hu. But then there are a lot of them that go very deep, very long distances, trapped inside the snow, bouncing back and forth, back and forth. All that ricocheting around makes for noisy data. But within it, there is a pattern, just as there is in the way groups of ants in the aggregate move around a colony. While each photon takes an erratic path, scientists can mathematically represent the average distance that each travels. The team calculated that, on average, a photon travels twice as far as the depth of the snow it's moving through. 
Once they had that formula, the team could estimate snow depth all over the planet using global LIDAR data from ICESAT-2. Then they compared those estimates to snow depth measurements of the same areas taken by airplanes using radar. A third option is inserting special poles into the snow. They compare very well, says who of the methods. We're very happy that the theory worked. This is a really gutsy application of theory to real measurements, says University of Washington glaciologist Ben Smith, who wasn't involved in the research. My initial reaction was no way could that work, but they've seemed to put the pieces together to show that there's at least a pretty good chance that you could really do this with real data. This satellite technique has advantages. It's global, and it's relatively cheap. Measuring snow depth with planes offers only a small bit of coverage for a very high price, fuel plus maintenance plus trained pilots. Snowpack measurements will be ever more important as climate change threatens water systems. Water managers need to know, for instance, how much snow is actually available so they can plan accordingly. Scientists are experimenting with giving trees accelerometers, fitness trackers, basically, to determine how much snow might be getting caught in the canopy, further reducing supplies. Snowpack is a huge part of the water resources for quite a few areas in the world, and it is reducing, says Hu. Researchers might also use the new technique to parse the thickness of sea ice to better understand how the Arctic is changing as it warms four times as fast as the rest of the planet. You can do this with a satellite by measuring how high a chunk of ice stretches above sea level, but there may be a bunch of snow resting on top. Theoretically, ICESAT-2's LIDAR could measure the thickness of that snow layer, then subtract it to get the thickness of the underlying ice. That process might get messy if the snow is stratified within layers of ice, which would throw off the signal. That would be another thing to think about, says Smith, but I think just getting the concept out there is really neat. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.